Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. This will be our final show of 2021. And we could recap the year, and we will. But I think it's more important than recapping, picking out the biggest story to look ahead and try to determine what will be the most impactful story going forward. we got a lot to pick from. But the future is more important than the past. The past helps you understand the future. It helps you predict the future. Hopefully it helps you correct mistakes and avoid danger. But we will discuss today what is ahead of us, ahead of our country, in 2022. I'm Bruce Hooley. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. You can keep us with you wherever you go. If you have a phone, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Download the Answer app to keep us and all the other Salem hosts with you every single minute of every single day. You can email the show, Bruce, at 989theanswer.com. If you are so inclined, you can watch the show on Facebook, The Hooli Show. There will be a lot of people who will think that COVID is the story of 2021. It's a big part of the story in 2021. I think there are offshoots from COVID that may be more transformative going forward. Uh, Number one, we now have a presidential administration that manifests its disrespect, disdain, and disinterest in following the Constitution every single day on issues built around COVID, although I'm not necessarily sure that their measures are going to be restricted to COVID once COVID leaves, or maybe they'll never allow it to leave. We also have, courtesy of COVID, an issue going forward with trust in our public health officials. We've always been able, we thought, to believe everything the CDC told us. The National Institute of Health, World Health Organization, they're about health, right? Our doctors, all doctors, trustworthy. Well, now we have an assortment of opinions and we have some ideas that are so unpopular that you're not even allowed to postulate them or read them or process them. Will the mistrust in our public health officials be something that affects most of us going forward? Will we, down the road somewhere, get a warning from them that we will not heed because we've gotten so many things told to us about COVID that proved to be not true or proved to be (laughs) countered by the very same people who initially put forth the theory as little as a week ago? Right, a week ago, Omicron was 78% prevalent in the United States. And then the CDC revised 
revised its estimate down to 22%. Oh, we just missed by 50-some percent. Sorry. How do you have confidence in those people going forward? Is that going to be something that down the road we go, wow, you know, 2021 caused us big problems here in 2025 or 2030. We also have a growing mistrust in the media. And why wouldn't we? Because the people who are supposed to be giving us the news now give us, well, content, right? They give us content. They may give it to us through a left-wing prism, a right-wing prism, a wacky prism, a crazy prism, or a truthful prism. That's still a possibility. When you cannot trust the people who bring you information, what do you do with that going forward? Where do you get your information? In whom do you place your trust? That's a big story going forward. Will the defining impact of 2021 down the road prove to be the fact that a lot of parents in a lot of school districts woke up this year to the fact that the people that they trusted to have their children's best interests at heart they now realize may not have their best interests at heart. They may be viewing those kids as their own kids, as their own little minions. They can indoctrinate them with ideas about race, about oppression, about privilege, about all sorts of things that really don't have anything to do with education, have more to do with a worldview. Are you okay with that? If you are... You're certainly not alone because there are people, no matter what you think, who think not just differently, but directly opposite of what you're thinking. And if we can't all of us with various viewpoints on life and on the world send our children to one central location to get them educated, what do we do with that going forward? We've always been able to trust our schools and our school administrators. I don't think that's true anymore. And the fact that it is not true means exactly what for the future. We've been a country that until 9-11-2001 didn't have to worry about being attacked from without. Now we have... People, we know not who, walking across our southern border and being flown, bust, distributed to other communities in our country by our government. Are they people with nefarious objectives for our country? Don't know. Are they people bringing a disease into a community that previously was healthy? We don't know. Why does our government not care? Why does our government engage in this activity? Will that be something that five, six, seven months, years down the road we say, wow, that border issue in 2021, that's the thing that today has mushroomed into something that we didn't see coming? Or will it be our country's growing obsession with viewing people by their physical appearance. Those of a certain ethnicity, 
those of another ethnicity? Are they compatible? Are they designed to be forever at odds? Is that a systemic thing? Is that a bit of truth or is that just a big fat lie? Will we grow further apart in an effort to try to make everything more diverse, more equitable, more inclusive? Wouldn't surprise me. What will be the most enduring outgrowth of an issue that arose in 2021? I'd like to know what you think. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. You can email the show, bruce at 989theanswer.com. A lot of things that you say or might think could be the biggest issue that we have to deal with going forward. I didn't even get to crime. I didn't even get to marginalization of our police. Questions about what to do with criminals. Let them go. Trust in their good heart. Certainly punishing them and sequestering them from society seems out of vogue right now. Will that be the thing that has the longest term consequences? I mean, right now we're at 202 murders in the city of Columbus for 2021. We thought 176, a record in 2020, was bad. We've exceeded that by about 12%. If that number keeps growing by 12% next year and the year after and the year after and the year after. Your ideas of what part of the city are safe to go into, <laughs> there may not be any safe areas of the city to go into. So I think there are a lot of different ways you can go as we look back on 2020 one and view 2022 coming at us like an onrushing train. We will discuss and hopefully you'll participate. 844 Talk 989. It's the Bruce Hooley Show. 989 FM, the answer. So as we get into reviewing 2021 and looking forward to 2022, we'll keep you abreast of the headlines. Unfortunately, a headline all season long in Columbus, all year long in Columbus, has been crime. And uh, crime manifests itself uh, most, um, most in, a, in the most awful way when someone is murdered or life is taken against their will. And it touches us more when it's someone young. I understand that, but it's no less tragic for the people who love that person if they're of a more advanced age when they are murdered. And it is particularly touching and uh, devastating when we lose somebody uh, way ahead of their time, even in circumstances that do not involve a crime. And that appears to be the case right here with uh, Jefferson Township firefighter Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese uh, died earlier this week while sleeping at the firehouse in Jefferson Township, 38 years old. Uh, he had been with the Jefferson Township Fire Department for six and a half years. He leaves behind a wife and four children, 38 years old. Uh, spokesman tells 10TV that Reese experienced some kind of cardiac episode while sleeping, but the official cause of death is unknown at this time. So I'm curious, where does your mind go on that circumstance? Uh, I also know of an unspeakably tragic occurrence. On Christmas Day, a second grader collapsed 
early in the morning and died in her parents' arms on Christmas morning. No criminal activity involved. In both instances, my mind instantly thought, could this be an outgrowth of being vaccinated? Could this be an outgrowth of getting a booster shot? I don't like thinking that. But how else? What is the other takeaway you would have in a year where we have been told so many different things by so many different people who are supposed to have our best interests at heart? This was just a little bit over a week ago when CDC Director Rochelle Walensky was on special report with Brett Baer. And Omicron was the topic, and adjusting to Omicron was the issue. And the things that she said on this interview, (laughs) just now, it's one thing when, you know, another authority comes out and refutes something that you say. It's totally different when... You say something, we're supposed to be able to take it as gospel, and then the very same person, in very short order afterwards, says something totally different. Uh, Listen to Brett Baer's interview, a snippet of it, with Rochelle Walensky on December the 23rd. When did you realize, did you know, that Omicron was going to spread this quickly? Obviously, you had the travel ban back in November uh, from South Africa. uh, But when did you realize it was going to be this? Yeah, you know, things are moving quickly, and I know people are concerned. So maybe we'll just step back, reiterate, we now are seeing Omicron in about 73% um, in our projections of what we have right now. And in some areas of the country, as you noted, the areas are 90% Omicron. Okay, I'm stopping her right there because I want you to remember those numbers. Two days before Christmas, she said their projections, and I get it, they're projecting, Project Omicron, 73% of cases. They've revised that down to 22%. Now, I understand you're not going to be accurate all the time. But how do you make an almost 50% error? You make it because you are prone to expect the worst. That's the most charitable way to say it. Or that you are hoping that it will be the higher number. There shouldn't be any room in what Rochelle Walensky does or Anthony Fauci does or Francis Collins did before he thankfully retired from the National Institute of Health. There shouldn't be any room in there for their personal interest in sustaining their relevance as spokespeople in the public eye or panicking people, they're supposed to be the responsible ones. They're supposed to be the ones who calm our fears. They're the ones who are supposed to be reserved and measured enough that when they do bring something to the table and say that it is an urgent matter, we all go, wow, this must be urgent because this kind of a response from them is out of character. But nothing histrionic 
and exaggerated is out of character. These days, this year, and I fear going forward into 2022, from our public health officials. You remember Rochelle Walensky, when Delta came about, said, ah, everything's calm right now, but I have this foreboding sense of doom. Well, you're not supposed to get foreboding senses of doom unless you have data to support it. And at that point in time, she did not. If that was only one mistake, you'd say, come on, give her a break first. But she said just yesterday, in explaining why they have revised down their quarantine period from 10 days to five, well, it's because they wanted to be responsive to what people would put up with. What? What? Yeah. If we quarantine people for 10 days, well, people were getting tired of that. People were calling in sick. Can't come to work. I'm quarantined. Maybe if we cut it from 10 to 5, the economy will run a little bit smoother. Not as many airline flights will be canceled. Okay, let's cut it to 5. Wait. Aren't you the one who always says, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science? Yeah, you are. That's you. I know. You don't have a doppelganger. I have seen you on every news talk program on every network, justifying whatever came out of your mouth that day under the umbrella of, we are following the science. So I just ask, where is the science justifying the reduction from quarantining me for 10 days to quarantining me for five? There is no science. And there never was any science. There was never any science on masking that supported it. There was never any science on the distance we were supposed to socially separate ourselves. They originally thought about 10 feet. Well, 10 feet seems good to me. Probably safe at 10. Nah, they'll never go for 10. Let's go six. Now it's three. So uh, how can you have faith in these people going forward? They are supposed to be well-educated, well-intentioned. Instead, they are all over the map. And one of the good parts of our nature as humans is that we learn to trust people who earn our trust. Well, they have not earned our trust. They have betrayed our trust. And so going forward into 2022, I think it's hard for us to listen to a single word any of them say.